Hey everyone, this is Lindsay Poisson with the Erie Times News and GoErie.com. This week, the Harlem Globetrotters will take over the Erie Insurance Arena with a dazzling display of basketball wizardry, incredible trick shots, and of course, on-court hijinks. But before taking the arena by storm for the January 28th game, a few Globetrotters took to an Erie school to talk with kids about bullying, part of an outreach initiative the team is doing with the national campaign to stop violence. I recently had a chance to speak with one of those goodwill ambassadors. The six foot eight slam dunk master Zeus McClurkin shared his thoughts about his second season as a globetrotter, his passion for basketball, and the example he wants to set for kids around the world. So are you ready to come to Erie? Columbus, Ohio, but definitely excited to come back to Erie. I've been there twice so far, um, once as a Washington general and once as a Globetrotter. So the first time I went there, I lost. The second time I won, and it felt a little bit better, so I'm definitely ready to come back. Um, now, growing up, did you ever see the Harlem Globetrotters around uh, Columbus, Ohio? No, actually. My first experience with the Globetrotters was when I played against them. So uh, that was my introduction to them. And what I noticed is that everywhere that the Globetrotters go, they're noticed and heralded as the hometown team. I mean, Erie and Pennsylvania in general has hometown favorites, of course. But whenever the Globetrotters come in town, uh, they're like the, the best team in the world. And I wanted to be a part of that. Uh, so what I did was when I was um, you know playing with the generals, I did everything I could to be seen by the Globetrotters. Uh, eventually, they got tired of me dunking on them, and they signed me over to a contract. Okay. Well, that's a good move. Um, yeah, the Generals, uh, I, I didn't know you were in the Generals. When when did you join up with them? Uh, that was about four years ago, and now this is my second consecutive season as a, a full-time player for the Globetrotters. Wow. That's quite the step up. Oh, yeah. So, um, I... I you know, I, I'm kind of wondering, did you ever meet Meadowlark Lemon at all? No, not not in person, but I did get an opportunity to go to his homegoing service, his funeral in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And, man, it was an amazing – I felt like I knew him after that. I mean, being able to sit there and listen to all the stories and uh, all the positive thoughts that everybody had about him, uh, not just as a player, but as a philanthropist and as a, a good human being, Meadowlark embodied everything that um, the Harlem Globetrotters are um, and everything that I want to be um, as the, and where I want basketball to take me. A lot of people don't know this, but Meadowlark was a traveling evangelist as well uh, after he finished playing basketball. And um, I actually am a minister myself. Uh, so Meadowlark is a perfect example to me of what uh, this game can really do for you, uh, not just in basketball, but in life. Wow. Uh, I didn't know you were a minister. What, what denomination? Uh, it's been a cost of holiness. I'm the uh, youth, I'm equivalent to the youth pastor at a church called the Pool of Bethesda, and it's a part of a huge, organ- uh, not a huge, but a bigger organization called the Church of the Living God International, or org. You can go to um, for our website information. Wow, the kids must love you. <laughs> I guess they do. Uh, the pastor surprised me one day and said, hey, um, do you think you could be the youth pastor? I said, who, oh, me? <laughs> he said, yeah, you'd be a perfect candidate because the youth already look up to you. And um, I think that's the, the power of the Harlem Globetrotters in general. Um, you know, kids look up to athletes no matter what. And I think that it's cool that the Globetrotters take that opportunity uh, to really 
poured back into the community. Uh, for example, this year we have something going on, Lindsay, called the, the Great Assist. That's where uh, you guys can log online at greatassist.com, and you can nominate any type of noteworthy cause. Uh, so if you know somebody that needs a smile, the Globetrotters are going to do what we can to try to spread as many smiles as we can over the next 10 years. Um, and <clears throat> excuse me, uh, a way that we're doing that this year is uh, we're going and visiting children's hospitals, and we're putting on a program called Smile Patrol. That's where I can go into each of the rooms of the kids, and I just try to put a smile on their face uh, and give them some good news who maybe haven't had any good news in the recent history. Um, also, uh, right now, a big epidemic that's going on in uh, elementary schools is bullying. So the Globetrotters have partnered with the National Campaign to Stop Violence, and we have this program called the ABCs of Bullying Prevention, and um, I get a chance to go into the classrooms and um, into the auditoriums and the gyms with the kids, and I tell them about how you can take action, how you can be brave, and also how you can have compassion with kids who have been bullied in the past, and that kind of... Um, it really brings home the message being that a Harlem Globetrotter, a professional athlete, is coming to their school and telling them about his story because I, I let them know about how I was bullied when I was their age and their size and um, how I was able to make it through it. And if I can, then they can too. It kind of gives them hope, you know. That's amazing and incredibly important. Um, you talked a little bit about um, being a kid and you mentioned you were bullied, but I also read that from your bio that it wasn't always easy for you to pursue basketball as a kid. Uh, yeah. That you were cut from the basketball team in 7th through 10th grade. I mean, what kept you going? Uh, everybody telling me no. Everyone telling me I couldn't do it. I played every single sport that you can think of, Lindsay. I played baseball, um, soccer, <laughs> football. I was on the swim team, tennis, golf. I did it all. And I was, I was pretty good in those sports, too. Basketball was the only sport everybody told me I wasn't good for. And, and I, wasn't, I wasn't good enough to play. In fact, a lot of people told me um, uh, that I uh, needed a mean streak or a killer instinct in order to be successful in basketball. And, you know, I told you earlier, I'm a minister, so that's not my demeanor. Naturally, I'm a nice person. Mm -hmm. um, I was the type of guy, if I lined up at the free throw line with the opposing team, I'd say, hey, man, keep your head up. You know, you're having a good game. Or if I fouled somebody, I would apologize for it. And my coaches hated that. They, they thought I was too nice and too soft. Uh, I even had some people tell me, um, they said, all you ever want to do is smile and dunk, smile and dunk. That's all you do. And it's cool because today I actually get paid to do that. So, you know, I tell kids everywhere, just be yourself. Um, if you're a nice person, stay a nice person. Don't let anybody change you and try to make you a mean person because that's what this world will try to do. <laughs> and uh, I don't allow it to do it. Um, now, when you uh, continue to pursue basketball, I mean, what drew you to the Generals and eventually to the Globetrotters? So I played basketball um, overseas after college, um, and it was okay, but uh, in Paraguay, South America, they would require me to score 30 points every game and grab 15 rebounds and, you know, try to dish out as many assists as I can. Um, and I was doing it, but uh, it wasn't fun anymore. You know, basketball then became a chore and it became a job. Right. Um, so, so when I got back home, a teammate of mine that I played with in a, a, a summer league told me about this team called the Washington Generals. And I said, well, I've never heard about them. Now, who, who are they? He said, don't worry about it. You'll love it. You'll get a chance to travel the world, and you're not that good at defense anyway, so it'll be perfect for you. So I said, okay, well, sign me up. Let's, let's see what they can do. And like I said earlier, that's when I, I found out who the Globetrotters were, and I fell in love with them. Now, um, 
Do the Washington Generals still uh, play against the Globetrotters? No, no. We played them for the last 60 years. They finally hung it up, mm -hmm. and now we're playing a new team. This year's team that will be coming through um, uh, there on the 28th is the World All-Stars. So this is a team uh, uh, basically kind of like the Washington Generals, but a little bit better. <laughs> um, in that all these guys went to college. Um, they're all uh, either played professionally or uh, playing professionally now still uh, with the with the World All-Stars. But they uh, are a group of shooters and, and slam dunkers, and they're looking to take our crown. Um, but it's not going to happen on my watch because this is only my second season. I'm not going to let that happen. When we come through. <laughs> yeah, you can't slip up. And I noticed that you just accomplished a, a Guinness World Record. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so every year the uh, Guinness Book of World Records kind of reaches out to people to see who um, uh, can break any type of records, and they reach out to the Gold Chatters. The Gold Chatters uh, nominated me or, or selected me for my dunking ability. So they call me Zeus because every time I dunk the ball, they say it sounds like thunders, and, and dunking is just kind of my thing. I've always loved to dunk, like I told you earlier. Uh, I, my teammates told me all I do is smile and dunk. Uh, but I... Uh, I was nominated to do uh, the most slam dunks in one minute, and they asked me if I could do it. I said, sure, I can try it out. Um, but what they didn't tell me is that you have to go behind the free throw line in between every dunk. So, you know, if I would have known that beforehand, it would have been easier to practice for it. But I kind of went into it blind, and I was able to do it on my first try. Um, I made it through um, with exercise-induced asthma. I did 15 dunks in one minute. But how were you training for um, this this accomplishment. Which Initially, I just uh, was taking the ball straight up and jumping off a vertical and just dunking it and dunking it and dunking it. And then when I got the guidelines, about a week before it was time to fly out and actually try to do it, they told me, uh, and I, I tried it out a couple of times before I flew out there, and I could only get like 12 or 13. Mm -hmm. And then finally, when I had the support of my teammates there with me, um, I was able to push through, and I got the, the new world record at 15. Amazing. That is incredible. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, I also wanted to ask you, uh, jumping back to the Globe Globetrotters, um, of course, I'm assuming you work really hard with your athletic skills and practicing, but uh, I wondered about the entertainment aspect, the comedic side of it. Um, was that a challenge for you at all? No, no, I've always been a class clown, and everybody on my team is a qualified class clown, but uh, my mother kind of prepared me for this when I was a kid. I mean, growing up in the church, she would always have me in Christmas plays and Easter plays, so I got very comfortable in, in front of crowds, mm -hmm. and uh, she also, um, being being in my house is basically being around, you know, hilarious people 24-7, and I'm like the least funny of everybody in my, in my family. Everybody is, is so funny, so I, we always had to be very quick-witted because you know we're always throwing jokes at each other and uh, growing up in my house is like a, a it's on soap opera but it was fun yeah um now you mentioned that you have uh, exercise induced asthma mm -hmm. um is that incredibly difficult for you to to deal with that while you're performing no, not at all, because um, I got diagnosed very late in the game. My senior year in college, that's when I finally found out that I had asthma. Prior to that, um, I thought I was just getting tired quicker than everybody else because I wasn't good. Mm -hmm. um, so when I finally got diagnosed and I learned what my triggers were, my triggers were um, exercise, and I learned that uh, if I take my inhaler about two hours before any type of strenuous activity, mm -hmm. then 
that's when I'm able to push through and be able to uh, perform at the same level. So uh, actually learning that I had asthma only even the playing field for me and allowed me to go to the next level. Wow, that's incredible. Now, what's your special move? I'm known for my looks, but besides my looks, um, it would be my dunking ability. Mm -hmm. So my favorite dunk is called the Rock the Cradle dunk that uh, MJ kind of perfected in the 95 dunk contest. Okay, excellent. Um, is there anything that people in Erie should expect when the Harlem Globetrotters come in on the 28th? Yes, it's our 90th anniversary, so you know you're going to see high-flying slam dunks. You're going to see half-court trick shots, um, crowd participation. That's like none other. We're going to come up into the stands and eat your popcorn. Uh, <laughs> might even bring you down to the floor with us to shoot a shot or spin a ball on your finger. Also, at the end of every game, we um, actually uh, have a 30-minute autograph sec uh, session at the end of every game when you guys get a chance to come down and, and greet us and take pictures and everything. But um, also, being that it's our 90th anniversary, we're going to break out some old-school uniforms, some Throwbacks from 2000. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry, not 2000. From 1926, uh, wow. and the jerseys are very nice, uh, very well designed by Angela Simmons, uh, and also the shorts. Um, they're very short, <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a full-time throwback. But um, I'll try to shave. Mm -hmm.